You're new to town. Have you found the people welcoming? How do you break into the community? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 10 of Tractate Nazir, and we learn that the key is not to wait for an introduction or an invitation. If you want to break in, you must initiate the friendships. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. Following two decades as a pulpit rabbi in Canada and the UK, we moved to the US with the initial objective of completing my PhD. I had started my doctoral work 10 years earlier, but it was impossible to dedicate the necessary time while serving a large congregation. Arriving in Teaneck as a backbencher was so different to communal life as I knew it. For most of my adult life, I'd led the congregation. Now I found myself a regular congregant davening in the pews. A few months after the move, I was chatting with another fairly new immigrant. He too had previously served as a pulpit rabbi. It's impossible to break into this community, he complained. Everyone has his friends already and they've cultivated over the years. We rarely get a Shabbos invitation. I felt bad for him and his family. They felt so lonely and detached. And the truth is, it wasn't the first time I was hearing such concerns. When I was a rabbi in a large shul in a big city, it wasn't unusual for newcomers to the community to feel lonely and neglected. But that wasn't our story. We found the new community so friendly and welcoming. What made our experience different? Today's stuff discusses a talking cow. Let's look at the Gemara. Says the Mishnah, If one said, This cow said, I am here by a Nazir if I stand up. Or if he said, this door says, I'm here by a Nazir if I'm opened. Beis Shammai says he is a Nazir, and Beis Hillel says he is not a Nazir. Asks the Gemara, does a cow speak? Rami bar said, what are we dealing with here? We're dealing where there was a crouching cow before him, and he said, this cow thinks it will not stand. I'm here by a Nazir from its flesh if it stands up of its own accord. And then it stood up of its own accord. Tosis explains, not that the cow itself is thinking that, because it has no mind to opine and think. Rather, the meaning is that people passing by and seeing it crouching so forcefully start thinking such thoughts in their hearts. And since one who sees the cow thinks that way about the cow in his heart, the Gemara hinges his thoughts on the cow itself. Let's analyze the Gemara. Human beings are the pinnacle of creation. God created us qualitatively different from any other creature. Every human being was created in the image of God. We have the power to think, communicate, and make choices. Cows don't think. The people looking at cows do the thinking. They might imagine what the cow is thinking and model their behavior accordingly, but the cow, of course, is not actually processing any information. It simply responds to natural stimuli and acts accordingly. But sometimes, as human beings, we don't just think, we overthink. If we can project our own thoughts and insecurities onto cows and doors, imagine how we project our innermost thoughts onto other human beings. How many times have I heard, Rabbi, everyone thinks we should have this program at the shul. Or Rabbi, this is what everyone is saying about your latest newspaper op-ed. Of course, the interlocutor does not know what everyone is thinking. He hasn't polled everyone. He might have expressed his thoughts to one or two friends who nodded sympathetically, but really his conclusion about everyone is merely the result of his own personal projections onto the cows and doors around him. 
When we moved to Teaneck, I had a goal to meet one or two new people every day. I would introduce myself and then follow up by asking them to connect on LinkedIn. That way I'd remember their names, even if I'd only chatted with them briefly and I'd know a little more about them the next time we conversed. I then invited my new acquaintances that I felt a bit of a stronger connection with over for Shabbos lunch. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who sat at our table and apologized. You're the new people in town. We should have invited you first. Of course they should have, but there are many reasons why they didn't. Firstly, it's true. They probably already do have several friends that they owe invitations to, and the newcomers aren't top of their list. It's nothing personal. It's just a matter of getting there eventually. Secondly, in a big community, the members often can't tell who's new versus who's just visiting versus who's been around for ages but Dovin's in a different minion and so they rarely see that person. And so they feel almost awkward going over to someone that they don't recognize and introducing themselves. Last time they tried it, the fellow responded he'd been in the community for 15 years. Thirdly, in a big community, there are so many people who are joining all the time. And so, you know that person that you wonder why he's not very friendly and welcoming? He's actually wondering the very same thing about you. Because he arrived around the same time as you, and yet you both think the other one should be welcoming you to the community. Finally, here's the fourth and most important reason why you haven't been welcomed by most people in your community. They're not standoffish. They're just shy. The problem is you're projecting your thoughts onto these people, just like the fellow who passed by the cow. Guess what? The cow wasn't thinking, and neither of these people. What you perceive as aloofness may be insecurity about approaching someone they don't know, or extending a Shabbos invitation and getting rejected. If you want to meet them, then go ahead and introduce yourself. If you want to break bread with them, then go ahead and invite them for a meal. Stop imagining what might be going on in their minds and take control of your own destiny. Will you get a yes from everyone? Not necessarily. But most people will respond favorably, and before you know it, you'll feel like you've been in the community for years. It's silly to project our thoughts onto cows and doorknobs. It's equally futile to project our thoughts onto other people. Stop assuming what they're thinking and just reach out to them without any prior baggage. May you quickly become a beloved member of your community, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Daf Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.